You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to another Locked On Syracuse podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Tim Leonard and Tyler Aki here with you as we are every single weekday getting you up to date on the latest Syracuse news. If you're new to the podcast, first off, welcome and feel free to hit the subscribe button. That'll get all the latest Syracuse news and happenings directly to your preferred podcast feed right when we release them every morning. And Ty, we usually do the preview podcast on Friday whenever there's the Saturday Mm -hmm. games as they've all been so far. We kind of decided, you know, we have a lot to say on Duke. We're eager for this game after a bye week. Let's just sort of make the preview podcast, because we always kind of go long on the preview podcast anyway. Let's just make Mm -hmm. it into two. So today we're going to talk about Syracuse and what they have to do to beat Duke. And obviously we're talking about Syracuse. It's a Syracuse podcast. But tomorrow we'll talk more about the Duke side of things and basically everything you need to know about who the Blue Devils are, what's been going wrong for them this season, where are their strengths and weaknesses, and we'll also do the prop shot picks, which we love to do to wrap up our preview podcast tomorrow on the show. But today is all Syracuse, and I think the biggest thing for me when I dive into the numbers of this game is, no surprise here, but Tommy DeVito, and that's kind of going to be the X factor for me in this one, is what are we going to get from Tommy DeVito? Because Duke, while they are 0-4, they do have a pretty solid defense. Well... I've started to dive into the numbers a little bit, especially on the Duke side, and I'm starting to see a bit of a trend, and that's the fact that the Duke defense is solid. I wouldn't say it's good, it's solid. What I'm going to ask Tommy DeVito to do in this game, don't try to be a hero, because quite frankly, you're not going to lose your job for an average performance against Duke, all right? And when I look at some of the tape uh, of the, these Duke games the past couple of weeks, I mean, this is a, a game where you can really lean on the running game. So if I'm Tommy DeVito, I'm just saying, don't try to be a hero. Don't take bad sacks. This isn't a team that's going to put a ton of pressure on you after looking at it. I mean, they've had a couple defensive guys step up, but also, I mean, a guy like like Chris Rumpf, who hasn't had as good of a of a season this year. It's been some of the other guys that have stepped up on that Duke defensive side. So what I'm looking at here is can Syracuse and can DeVito, all you need this week is average, all right? Let your run game win this game for you. And for Tommy, he's going to play against a defense that if you make mistakes, they will make you pay for them. But if you just play a clean game, if you're not throwing a bunch of lame ducks up there in the air, you're probably going to be okay. They have a lot of turnovers, they forced a lot of turnovers, that is, but a lot of it is because it is just bad, mindless throws, careless throws from the quarterback. Totally. I think I'm a little higher on the Duke defense than you, though, because you bring up Chris Rumpf. Maybe his numbers are a little bit down. Keep in mind, Duke has played a pretty decently they tough have. schedule They have. They definitely so played far. a tougher schedule than Syracuse. Yeah, you know, they have losses to Virginia and Virginia Tech. They lose to Notre Dame and actually look pretty good in the process week one, and it may be a little more worrisome that they would be a tougher out. But now here they are 0-4. Their main real hiccup was Boston College week two. They lose by about 20 points, and I believe that game was at home, if I'm remembering correctly. So that 
That's like no okay, offensive that's momentum in that game. It, it kind of felt like some of those first, one of the first two Syracuse games of the year. Yeah, I guess that's my thing with Syracuse, though. They the the offense looked much better against Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. no doubt. But that was also a very easy situation for the offense to kind of exploit Georgia Tech because Georgia Tech has a terrible run defense. Georgia Tech was not the same level of pass rush as. UNC and Pitt were. Duke, to me, is way ahead of Georgia Tech in the pass rush category. Duke's kind of a weird defense because they've got some talent in the secondary, and they've got some very talented pass rushers returning from last year, like Rump, who, I mean, he led the country last year in sack rate win percentage and a bunch of different statistics on the def- at the defensive end position. He's one of the best edge rushers in the country this year. Now, that's less teams than normal, but I think that's inarguable at this point. So, He's a matchup nightmare for Syracuse, but Duke's linebackers aren't that great. And that's where, like you said, they should be able to ground and pound their way to getting more positive yardage on offense. But let's keep in mind, yes, the offense looked better last week, but the defense helped them out a lot, and that was a great matchup. So I'm still a little torn to just be like, yeah, all you need is them to just do their thing this week because they really haven't proven it against a team of Duke's defensive caliber so far. Let's put it this way. If you can play old school football, and what I mean by that is ground and pound and then a good defensive effort, they will win. Syracuse will win this game. Okay. There's zero doubt in my mind. It's going to come down to, can you avoid the big mistakes? Because Duke offensively cannot move the ball. And if this Syracuse defense can create some turnovers, Chase Bryce has created some turnovers for opposing defenses this year. Oh, yeah. And, (laughs) I mean, if this running game can get going, if Sean Tucker can do what he did the past couple of weeks, if he can do that, and he's going to have the opportunity to do it against this Duke team. Because when you look at Duke, worst rushing defense in the conference— and they're worse in pretty much all the advanced metrics, stuff rate, line yards, all that stuff. And I'm sure we'll hear more about it from Anthony DeBundo on tomorrow when we get our DeBundo's Digits stat report. But th- this is a very exploitable defense in terms of running the ball. And I think that if you can get Sean Tucker, and Sean Tucker kind of fits the mold of what a lot of these other defenses were that the Orange or that the the Blue Devils have already faced this season. And on top of that, too, I think this might be a game where we could see Jawar Jordan kind of... You, you might see shades of what Tim and I were talking about when we discussed him in the preseason. Because yeah. you can get outside on this Duke team. Rumpf and, and Victor Demukaje, they can get in to the backfield. But if you can get around that, I mean, the, the second-level yards that you can pick up against this Duke team, it's going to be a lot more potent than what you could have done against some of the, the defenses in weeks past. I agree with you. There is a scenario, though, where they just can't get to the second level at the frequency that they should be able to, and the offensive line gets exposed. Because, yes, Duke is more known as a pass rushing team, but they have talent and they have bodies on the defensive line to throw at the Syracuse offensive line. And let's face it, we're talking about Duke's defense and looking at their numbers and saying, man, like those linebackers have struggled and there's a lot of opportunity there. The Duke pass rush could do the same exact thing even more for looking at the Syracuse offensive line and the Syracuse offense as a whole. This offense, statistically, has been abominable through three weeks, and that's even with a pretty solid week last week, or I guess now two weeks ago, against Georgia Tech. They're last in total offense in the entire country right now, 74th out of 74th in 
yards per game in the entire country. And honestly, it's not really that close. They're almost three full yards behind Navy at 243 yards roughly per game so far. Their third down percentage is 72nd out of 74 teams in the country. 22% of the time they're converting on third down offensively. And they've gotten only 39 first downs, I believe, in the first three games. That's 62nd in the nation and last in the ACC. So they've actually had some explosive plays, which is maybe cause for concern that they haven't really proven that they can keep together a sustainable drive so far. And that's the thing, too, is Syracuse's defense the best at preventing explosive plays so far this year in the ACC. So that's something that stacks up well in that regard. And I think when you look at this game plan, because against a team like Pitt, against a team like UNC, you could score 10 points, 6 points, you knew you were going to lose. With the way that this Duke offense operates and the way that this Syracuse defense can play, you could theoretically score six or ten points and maybe win. Like, that's that's kind of the level of confidence I have in the defense and the lack of endorsement that I have in the Duke offense when I watch everything. So, when I'm looking at, at this, this game here, all I want to see is, okay, run the ball, wear down this defense, and then... Tommy DeVito, I said, just make the basic plays here. I want to see him try to connect on two deep balls this week, okay, when asked. Because this is a team where you wear them down a little bit with the running game. They're going to get a little heavy in the legs. And then you can probably exploit them. Maybe it's a play-action play. Whatever. You can do that because I don't think there is a ton of great players in that Duke secondary. And I think that's something that DeVito can take advantage of. Use Taj Harris. Let him run his routes because he can break free from a lot of these guys. And when you look at the the plays that Duke makes, again, I mentioned they have intercepted a number of passes this year. They're they're fifth right now in the or the third rather in the ACC with five interceptions this season. And when you look at the plays that Duke has made, a lot of them are okay. Ball tipped in the air. Ball is a duck because the the quarterback got hit. All that stuff. It's not like they're going to go out there and make plays. There isn't an Andre Sisco or even someone in the same stratosphere as Andre Sisco on this Duke defense. They make the basic plays. They don't do anything extraordinary. And that's something that I think Syracuse can take advantage of here. If you can keep DeVito upright a little bit, give him that those two, three seconds of time needed to break Taj off the line of scrimmage, then you could see a, a pretty competent offense out there. Again, it's not going to take a lot of points to win this game. You can win this game with 10, 17, 20 points, and I feel pretty confident about Syracuse winning. Yeah, I'm definitely still a little bit torn on this matchup. One thing I'm not torn on and is not up for debate is that rockauto.com is the best place to maintain and repair your car today. It is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years you can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you could ever want. Engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even just new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door in a safe manner. I have used rockauto.com a couple times to upgrade my Jeep, get a couple parts fixed on it. It has been super easy, incredibly easy catalog to navigate very quick and easy interface. You get in, you get out. It's much easier than going to the brick and mortar auto parts store right now. Much safer as well. 
So be sure to go to rockauto.com today. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Again, put Locked On, the podcast network here, in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The lower the game is, points-wise, I think it's better for Syracuse. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. I don't want this to turn into DeVito has to be chucking the ball downfield and they've got to be going pound for pound just because the offensive numbers have been so putrid through the first three and weeks. And I think the running game is going to be a big part of that, too. The way that it can complement the passing yeah. game. I would like to see the game plan this week. I would love, love, love to see a 55-45 in favor of the run. Maybe a 60-40. Because you can beat yeah. this team down. Again, they're allowing almost 200 yards on the ground per game. Sean Tucker has been phenomenal these past couple of weeks. Had a 100-plus yard game a week ago. And in the limited carries he got against Pitt, looked really good and really sharp running the football. And you're looking at a guy now who, like I said, kind of fits the mold of some of these backs that have torched this Duke defense in weeks previous. And I think that Tucker, he could bust off a couple... 20-yard runs here. And I think we could even see Jawar Jordan. Maybe even it's an extension of the run game where you're throwing Jawar Jordan some screens, get him outside of the the rumps and the Demuka Jays on the outside and let him kind of make some plays. You're going to need some decent downfield blocking, which I think has been a problem with these Syracuse receivers. They don't seem as engaged as I've seen them in years past. And quite frankly, they don't have the same body types as some of the receivers in in years past to be blocking on the exterior like that. But I I think that this is a game where you can use the running game and the extension of the running game and just absolutely pound this Duke team into the ground. Okay. So I think I disagree with you a little bit, which is kind of fun because this does not happen very often. And I do hear what you're saying. My part that I'll push back on though, I don't think it's going to be like DeVito just has to, game plan his way to a victory here and he just has to be like average i think devito's needs to make some plays he needs to play his best well, game can i say of this season i think he yeah. can make some plays with his legs here i saw it in the virginia sure. tech game that their quarterback i believe he ran in a, a touchdown of like 20 something yards i think this is a game where we could see devito make some plays with his legs and I don't think he needs to be extraordinary because of the things that I mentioned with the the defensive backs. I'm not very high on them. The linebackers. Maybe this is the game that the tight ends get involved in a little. I bit I think more. Duke has good defensive backs. Honestly, I I think they're awful. I like the things that I saw from them. <laughs> really? I, I really think they're awful. And just, Michael Carter's pretty solid. I, they're returning a lot. They back just don't there, do so. anything that makes me say wow. Like 50-50 balls picks. in the NFL. Yes, but they're not. They're picks that they have fallen that have fallen into their laps, essentially, a lot of them. So that's why I'm not super impressed with what they've done in that regard. Well, can't you say that about Syracuse a little bit too? Well, though? they've made I mean, some plays too. I think like the Cisco that that's an interception created by the defensive sure. backs. I think Trill Williams. Um, I'm trying to remember which one, but it's it's something that's come into that he had to go out and make the play. Yes, against Georgia Tech, you had some. But in the weeks prior to that, I think a lot of those were the defensive backs making plays or a guy like Michael Jones and the defensive backs making plays. I guess the way I look at this game is the offensive line was better last week, but it was very hard for them not to be better. Like right. It was a dream mm-hmm. scenario in that regard. This time around, 
the offensive line just has to be better because like they have to play the best game of the season. They cannot play poorly at all or else this game could fall in Duke's favor pretty quickly because well, I do think Duke is vulnerable rushing defense-wise. I don't think they're as vulnerable as Georgia Tech. And let's not forget, the first two weeks, Syracuse couldn't run the football whatsoever. So now you're going against a team that's probably somewhere in the middle of that. I don't want to just assume that Sean Tucker in this orange offense is going to get to the second level at will, because I don't think that's fair. I mean, this offensive line that Syracuse has right now, with all the injuries and everything— we know it's not good, and you're going up against a Duke pass rush, which is arguably the strength of their game. So DeVito is going to be put in some spots where he has to stay poised in the pocket. He has to make the right reads. He has to make quick reads. And there's a scenario where Duke just completely overwhelms the Syracuse offensive line, and then six, seven sacks later, they're in control of this football game, and Syracuse has no chance to get to the run game. So I don't think there was a scenario Georgia Tech-wise where that happened. If Georgia Tech was going to win, it was going to be by their offense and their talent and speed on offense exploiting Syracuse, which it did to some extent, but obviously they turned it over really, really a ton in that game. So, And that's another thing. Duke will probably turn it over Syracuse's way. I'm leaning Syracuse, and I'm very torn on this prediction, and we'll get to our predictions on tomorrow's show. But for me, I wouldn't just assume that this offense can just go out and, like, play average and move the ball on Duke. I well, think I'm a little I, I higher I think they on can Duke on the State. ground. And here's why is because okay, Duke can they can pass rush you, okay? They're they're 20th in the country in team sacks per game at, at 3 a game. But they don't get into the backfield a whole lot. They're, they're last in the ACC in tackles for loss. They're 67th out of 74 teams in the country right now. So you can move the ball on them. And every defensive metric in terms of rushing defense is not favorable for them. They're last or almost last in literally every single Let's keep one. in mind who they played, though. I mean, BC was their easiest game, and that's a good offensive line traditionally. And right. that's what they are but again I think, this year. Notre I think Dame, Sean Tucker is also uh, one of the better backs that they are going to see, just from what I've seen. And again, Sean Tucker, sure, you can say he did it against Georgia Tech. You can maybe throw that out the window, whatever. But... He also did it against Pitt once Dino Babers kind of unlocked what he, what he had. Sure. And and Pitt is one of the best defensive lines. So if you can do it against Pitt, I think you can do it against Duke. And this team, again, this kind of falls back on the linebackers with them too. Again, they can get after the, the quarterback, but you kind of get into that mindset of, okay, we have to either get to the quarterback or otherwise we can we can be a little vulnerable behind us. And that's certainly what we've seen out of the linebackers for this Duke team so far. All right, I've got a couple more thoughts, but first we have to tell you about our favorite protein bar. That's right, Built Bar, back and better than ever with six new flavors, including caramel brownie and cookies and cream. That's right, our favorite protein bar just added to their 12 original delicious flavors. Think of it like this, okay? ACC realignment. You got a bunch of awesome classic teams, Duke, UNC, Clemson, all those, and then you add a bunch of great ones like Syracuse. Built Bar is covered in 100% chocolate and great for the health conscious guy or girl. And right now, you too can get $10 off your next purchase with our promo code locked on at builtbar.com. That's right, not just your first order. Everyone can catch this offer now. Go to builtbar.com, use our promo code locked on, and you will get $10 off your next order. I think Duke is in a position, though, where they can rush for 
and even less at times and win and get enough pressure on DeVito given how banged up our offensive line is and how much talent they have especially at the edge rusher spots in this game so with that being the case if I'm the Duke defensive coordinator the game plan is let's put plenty in the box and let's make DeVito beat us essentially and that's why I'm not totally sold on like DeVito just has to hand the ball off and like not make mistakes because I do think this is a game where DeVito is going to be asked to do a little bit more now last year against Duke they just forced so many turnovers got a couple pick sixes or defensive touchdowns and DeVito didn't have to do much and they routed him and now it's at home I mean I think Syracuse has the edge here for a couple different reasons but I don't think the Duke defense is nearly as bad as Georgia Tech. No, they're not as bad as Georgia Tech's because they've got, like, Georgia Tech had zero playmakers on defense. Duke at least has two, three guys that can do something for you, and most of it comes on the defensive line. But, I, I yeah, Georgia Tech was probably the worst, if not, well, they'll be the worst overall defense that Syracuse will face in the ACC. Duke is kind of right there with them, though, in that regard, because they really don't get a lot of things done. And the results are, are, are shown throughout the week. And again, some of there, there have been a, some fluky scores for Duke that make some of these games look a little closer than they really are. So I, I just I, I think that with DeVito, if he can just and I know you don't think he can game manage and then win this game. I think he can game manage and, and win this game because that Duke offense is not going to do a lot for you. And I think that you're going to be put in a situation too because, let's be honest, this this Syracuse defense is going to turn over Duke at least two times. And if you can set up some short fields for DeVito and prevent that team from converting on third downs, then you're looking at a team that really does not stand much of a chance. And, and it's because they're shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, I mean, best case scenario, DeVito is not throwing for a lot of yards in this game. And I think that's what I ultimately see happening. I, I think, do think DeVito Sean can Tucker, throw for 175 yards in this game and Syracuse wins. Yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know what he threw for against Georgia Tech, but it was somewhere around I think it was that. like 190, guess, 200, yeah. What I'm saying with DeVito is he's going to have several times in this game where it's a third down, he drops back, and there's pressure in his face. And he's got to make the right read. Georgia Tech, there just wasn't that much pressure in his face. Pitt, UNC, there was, and he looked terrible. He looked a little bit better. He was able to open up the deep ball because they got the rushing attack going. That definitely helped. And everyone's making strides. Offense takes some time, especially after this limited camp and everything. I just think Duke is going to be able to put pressure on DeVito and win four-on-four type battles in the trenches and get to DeVito more than Georgia Tech. So we're going to see if DeVito has gained some poise in the pocket over weeks one and two. It might not be to the degree it was against UNC and Pitt. I sincerely hope it isn't, but I hope that he is able to stand in the pocket a little bit more and make the correct read. And I still, he wasn't asked to do that that much against Georgia Tech. And that's why if we were having this conversation against Georgia Tech, I'd be like, now, it's all kind of hindsight bias, but I'd be like, yeah, I mean, DeVito won that game, and he kind of game-managed game managed his way around it, and he did make some very nice throws. Like, we know he has the deep ball. Yeah, I mean, the play he put on Nike Johnson, the, the throw yeah. to Taj, that was a great route. So maybe that's unfair. Good throw. I won't say it's a great throw. It was a good throw to, to Taj. He had to make a, a nice catch to, to make sure that thing came down for six, but... yeah. 
Uh, let me just say this. So DeVito's weakness is pocket presence. Georgia Tech couldn't exploit that weakness. Duke can exploit the pocket presence weakness from DeVito. And it remains to be seen whether he can prove it. So I just want to see him do it before we assume that he just can go out there and be himself and kind of, you know, do a couple things and hand the ball off and that'll be enough. Yeah, I'm hoping what we see out of DeVito this week is a guy who can play competent offense. I'm not asking for good. I'm not asking for early. I'm literally asking for competent offense. And on top of that, he, like I mentioned, he's going to have chances to run in this game because yeah. those Duke outside the, the defensive ends for this team, they get so far wide on you that there are going to be gaps up the middle. And that's kind of the thing is we'll, we'll see if they mix in some stunts and stuff like that through on the defensive side of the ball. But if they, if they don't mix in that sort of stuff, DeVito's going to have a lot of running room in front of him, and that's part of what kills this Duke defense is the fact that not just you can have running backs to split you, but you can have the quarterback hurt you as well with his legs. And DeVito, I think, is a little bit of an underrated runner. I, I don't think he's the smartest of runners, but I think he has the running talent uh, and, and can make some plays happen with his feet if he's given the opportunity. And this is a week where he is going to be given the opportunity. So my key to the game, or what Syracuse has to do, outside of kind of what I was just discussing with DeVito and him staying poised in the pocket and maybe maturing a little bit in that aspect, it's kind of a cop-out, but it's just run the football. Like, they, if they can run the football and establish the run and get Sean Tucker to the second level where he can exploit these weak Duke linebackers and inexperienced Duke linebackers, then I think they'll be in position to win this game and hopefully win it like I said earlier, in a lower scoring fashion. The lower the scoring, the better, and the more they have the run game going, the better. Because they have the advantage there, and I expect them to do it to an extent. Maybe not quite to the degree they did last week, or I keep saying last week, but against Georgia Tech. And they do have an advantage in the turnover battle as well. So I'm leaning Syracuse, and I I think the key for me is just run the football and make sure you establish that early. What would be like your one key for them so to win this game? I was going to say commit to the run, but that's kind of stealing what you already put out there. Yeah, so I, I mean, guess you I'll can throw say an, the same thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw an extension out there is just okay. stick to what you know. I mean, this running game has been pretty good the last couple weeks. And then you've got the bye week to kind of refine some things here, hopefully. And again, we haven't seen a lot of super early week buys for the Syracuse team. Now, this is obviously an uncharacteristic season because most of these bye weeks have come late in the season. And then you get the whole Dino in November talk that comes to fruition or Dino in late October talk. But I think that with the, the late bye week, that, that kind of gave everyone a chance to reset. You're coming off a win. Now... With the, with the defense, too, I mean, just be yourselves this week. And that means running the football, committing to the run, and then defensively, let those guys fly. Let those dudes play. Let those young guys play like they have been this entire season. Probably not going to see Andre Sisco in this game. It's not looking great on that front, I yeah. would imagine. But you've got a number of other guys out there. You're going up against a very shaky quarterback in Chase Bryce. The dude's going to turn the ball over a lot. And I think you can exploit that with this team. We'll see if it happens on Saturday, but just pl stick to your strengths and n commit to your strengths as well. Win this game right. with defense, win this game with old school football and running the football. And I think that if that happens, Syracuse wins this game by 10 to 17 points. 
All right, so that is the Syracuse side of things. Tomorrow on the show, we'll flip the script. We'll talk about Duke, everything you need to know about the Blue Devils, what they have to do to win this game. And then, of course, we will give you our predictions at the end and our prop shot picks, which are from player bets and prop picks from the week that we create ourselves. We'll give you the standings on that. So be on the lookout for that tomorrow. You can follow the show on Twitter. It's at LO underscore Syracuse. And we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.